2: Everybody, welcome back to Bucketheads. This is episode 87 of your favorite college basketball podcast. My name is Connor Lamons. My co-host is Justin Golba, and this week we are joined by drum roll. That was pretty bad. Joey Lane and Andrew Zolden from the Drive the Lane podcast joined us today. We had uh, the the crossover that people have been clamoring for for years. We had myself, we had Justin, Joey. Andrew, kind of a, a roundtable discussion about Ohio State, about the Big Ten. And also, like, uh, Joey got an entire, like, five-minute therapy event session um, that if you stick to the end of the episode, you'll be super lucky to get to hear that.
1: What did you try to drum there? Um, On my kitchen countertop. With headphones in? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, Yeah, we'll ignore that. Uh Connor, is this the best time to be a sports fan? Mid-October. Hear me out here. You've got MLB playoffs. The NHL just started again. College football is starting to get into the the, the nitty-gritty. College basketball is right on the corner. And it, the NFL is starting to take shape. Like, is this the best sports time? Uh, Mid-October. Obviously, March Madness is like the best tournament in like three weeks. But like, this is like the best time to be a sports fan, right? October.
2: I'm. I think it's a sec. I'm. I'm biased towards March Madness because March Madness is also when opening day for baseball. They usually cross over. Yeah. Um, and at, fans of every baseball team are still hopeful in early April, unless, um, unless you're like a Kansas City Royals fan or something. Um, the whole just I love. Comes. I like March Madness baseball crossover, but no, this is pretty good too. Especially if you're like a degenerate gambler and you can gamble on
1: yeah, like everything.
2: literally. Literally everything you can gamble on college football. You can gamble on you can college football is like Friday, Saturday. NFL is Sunday, Monday, Thursday. Um, NBA feels like it's every single day, basically when season starts. Um, college that, basketball is every day.
1: We hit that point in time where there's a football game every day until like Thanksgiving, whatever that what that actual like number is. So yeah, um, the only thing that kills this about me though, I'm a, obviously I'm a huge golf fan, and golf is pretty much dead right now. So that's kind of a bummer other than that though this is my absolute my favorite time to be a sports fan uh yeah like we're we're
2: here ohio state plays a a basketball game on saturday this is the last podcast against a real team
1: you will hear this podcast and then you will watch ohio state play well you will hear about ohio state playing basketball before the next podcast episode that's sick that's so cool i'm so excited oh yeah
2: i i uh uh, Ohio State plays well. Everybody knows that Ohio State plays Dayton on Sunday. Some saying it's
1: Ohio State sporting event this weekend. I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but some are saying.
2: Um. Yeah. There's nothing going on Saturday, but Ohio State does All play uh, uh, basketball. Plays in a charity exhibition against the University of Dayton on Sunday night. All the money proceeds, I believe, are going to. There's a few different um nonprofit organizations um in the Dayton area that are um like mental um um youth like mental wellness, suicide prevention, things like that. Um, because um uh, I don't know if we discussed this, but uh Anthony Grant, the head coach at Dayton, his daughter was on the Dayton track and field team. Um and she uh took her own life, I think two years ago, last year, two years ago. So it's a cause very close to um Coach Grant's heart and um all the money I believe is going towards those kind of nonprofits. But also um on the lighter side, Ohio State and Dayton fans have been waiting to face each other for ever since the, the the NCAA tournament game, basically. Especially Dayton fans. Dayton fans have wanted their shot at Ohio State for like a decade.
1: Yeah, this is one of those fun. It's, it's like one of those weird ones where it's definitely just an exhibition. Obviously, the main purpose of it is, you know, the the money and the proceeds that everything will go to. But um, it's going to be fun basketball, too. Dayton's always got a good little program. You know, Anthony Grant's a great coach. And uh, you know it's the first time we'll phenomenal, see,
2: uh, phenomenal arena, the venue.
1: Yeah, I've never awesome. been. But you've been, right? I have a couple times. Yeah, I've also famously never been to the shop. So, <laughs> you know what do I know? Um, you know us, us us up here in Cleveland, it's just tough to get out there all the time. Um, so it's it's I'm very excited to kind of hear what comes out of it. Um, are you going to be there, Connor? We just talked I'm
2: going to try. Um, I'm going to try. I'm going to show up um i've i've i I should be there yeah um in a working capacity of course
1: of course um he's playing um so (laughs) yeah so we'll see yeah starting three guard uh three guard jesus um so we'll see what you know it'll be nice to hear kind of what like you know what lineup they trot out kind of how they do the lineups how they you know how all these all these exhibitions are for is to get a feel for your team in game speed and game time and rotations and who works the best together, who does what best. It's that way, you know, you do two or three of them. That way you can basically like if if you ran track in high school, when you used to do like time trials, you know, trying to figure that kind of stuff out. So um it'll be interesting to kind of see, you know, who they start where kind of a guy like Dale Bonner falls into. We got into a good discussion with the drive the lane guys about Dale Bonner, which I think will be really interesting to people. Um So there's a, there's a lot of really cool little, little things about this team that I'm excited to watch. And obviously they need to nail this stuff down now because the season is, is quickly approaching and it starts with a bang. Um, their second game of the season is against the number 15 officially Texas A&M Aggies. So, you know, if they can, they can knock off a top 15 team in the country on November 10th, that's going to start to put some eyes on Columbus again.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, like you said, it's an exhibition. Um, it's expected to look rough on both sides at times. Um, you know, neither team has played live competition as as far as we know to this point. But to the people in Dayton, to the fans in Dayton, um, it's going to feel like a lot more than an exhibition for sure. The game is sold out. Um, uh, me and Justin were talking before we started recording. I don't think that tickets ever went on sale. Like there was no general sale, but the game is sold out. Um, Dayton season ticket holders got this exhibition as part of their season ticket package. So I don't know if that means that adding this drove up their season ticket sales, or it's also possible that um, the University of Dayton like internally sold tickets to people with the Alumni Association, the alumni base, things like that. But it's sold out, and there probably aren't going to be very many Ohio State fans there. So it's just an exhibition, but for the people in Dayton, it's going to feel like a whole lot more than that, and for Ohio State, uh, this is going to be one of the more raucous, loud, intimidating venues they're gonna play in all season long.
1: Yeah, which is kind of crazy to say, but um it's true. So to, I'm really excited to see kind of like I said, what just just a little bit about this team and kind of what um you know I, I think that I, I'm really we can maybe touch on this. Um you know maybe what role like a Bowen Hardman plays. It seems like the a lot of the talk from practice is like Bowen Hardman is a bucket. Uh, now is his defense and his kind of physical attributes up to par to play in the big 10. We'll see, but like maybe there's a role for him this year. You get in, you know, you got, need a guy to strap a couple from three. Um, it seems like Bowen Hardman's your guy. So that it's, it's this team has a lot of depth, but a lot of question marks. And I think that's where these exhibitions and stuff really, really play. So, you know, we'll see what they do on Sunday. I wish they were. Yes. We got,
2: we got, uh, yeah, we got that sunday um if you're listening to this on thursday there's also and you're in the columbus area there's an opportunity to go see the team in person on thursday evening at five um the buckeyes in the blacktop event that was supposed to happen a few weeks ago got rained out um they're rescheduling like an open practice for thursday night at the shot and scene center um it is free i have no idea about parking but my assumption is parking is free or else people probably wouldn't go to it just an open practice if they had paper parking um but they'll do kind of an open practice deal for the first hour. And then the second hour, the women's team is going to join them. They're going to do a, a bunch of uh, games and competitions and things like that, where they're going to involve the students from six to seven. So that's at the shot on Thursday night, five o'clock ends at seven free admission. Um, if you want to go see the team up close, potentially meet some of the guys. um yeah, that's, that's Thursday. And then the exhibition Sunday, And there'll be a secret scrimmage at some point that we won't be able to see. And then the season.
1: Fun times. We're there. It's here.
2: Uh, And then you mentioned the top 25. I guess we can just talk real quick about the top 25, the AP poll before we jump into our conversation with uh, the guys from drive the lane, Joey and Andrew. Um, Justin, my, my biggest, my biggest um, uh, frustration with the AP poll, I guess, or surprise, not really frustrated is that Maryland isn't in the top 25. we are not a Maryland podcast. We are a St. John's podcast. People forget, but I am from Maryland. That. Got Maryland got fewer votes than St. John's in the AP poll,
1: and I think Maryland is like a top three
2: team in the Big Ten.
1: I just forget that we became a St. John's podcast, and then when they did the biggest thing in sports, we didn't really talk about it. So I know we're, we're <laughs> the worst. We're the we're the worst St. John's podcast. And St. John's podcast. <laughs> we haven't even we haven't said Rick Pitino since we interviewed Mark Titus um so we should probably maybe get bring that segment back anyway um yeah i think maryland is a top 25 team i just can't bring myself to care about it in october you know uh you know hopefully though i think but, i don't okay, know okay but there's like, no
2: there's no content there, this is like the first actual like this okay. is the first like malleable content you get since april like this is the first legitimate thing you're allowed to complain about
1: that's true um this never stopped me from calling other things though so I don't know who Maryland – let me try to stall as I pull up their uh, schedule early on. I don't know that they have any huge games to begin the season, which is kind of like the thing that you want to – like, Like again, for Ohio State, like nobody's going to talk about Ohio State, rightfully so. They shouldn't. They finished 13th in the Big Ten last year. But if Ohio State goes out and beats uh, – who do they play? Texas A&M on the, on the 10th, then people will start to – you know, the eyes will turn to Columbus a little more and you start to get that respect. Okay, they play Villanova on the seventeenth. There you go. And the Gavin Tibboff games. There you go. That's your game, Maryland. You want to be ranked, beat Villanova. That's simple. And they also play yeah. Pur- they play Purdue, their first Big Ten game. So there's that.
2: Really? Oh, that's oh is, is it in Maryland? Is that at the Xfinity Center?
1: I'm also lying. Uh they play Purdue, their first Big Ten game, like when Big Ten play actually starts. It is at Maryland. Uh, but their December Big Ten games, you know, you play the two random ones are against at, at Indiana and at home against Penn State. So
2: Wow. I can't. At Indiana
1: though, that. Uh, December first at Indiana is gonna be a great game. That'll be really fun. They they play UCLA as well as, as kind of a they play some pretty similar opponents to Ohio State. They do play UCLA this year on December twenty second. UCLA probably goes from Ohio State to Maryland. So that's kind of interesting. That game's at UCLA, so shout out to that flight from Maryland. But yeah,
2: Purdue's definitely losing at Maryland, right?
1: Yes, that is that is. I've never been more confident <laughs> in anything in my life that Purdue is losing at Maryland. They could lose one game all season. That's the game they lose.
2: Yeah, they're de- they're short. they're definitely they're definitely losing at Maryland. Yeah. They're
1: gonna, <laughs> never been more confident gonna, anything in my life.
2: They're gonna throw Jordan Geronimo and Julian Reese at Zach Eady, and then it's gonna be like Jameer Young just going ham. Yeah,
1: if there's ever been a but, game where, um, um where Jameer Young is just completely taken over. It's, it's that one, I feel like. Um,
2: but yeah, Purdue at three, Michigan State at four, and then the next Big Ten team to pop up is Illinois at 25. Um, those are your three Big Ten teams in the top 25. I thought Illinois would get votes. I didn't think they'd be in the top 25. Uh, Wisconsin's the very next team getting votes, so there would be 26 hypothetically. Maryland got some votes. They were at, they're at 30
1: technically. That's a lot of respect and for the- Wisconsin, because I know we're high on them, and most people are. But at the end of the day, they still finished 12th in the Big Ten. And they didn't even have what Ohio State had last year, which was like a good finish to the season. Ohio State beat the brakes off them in the Big Ten tournament to end their season. So, like, Wisconsin's coming in with zero momentum. I think they won one or two games in the NIT. But, like, it, that's a lot of respect. I don't disagree with it, but that's a lot of respect for Wisconsin to show. And then Indiana
2: got three votes.
1: Yeah, So, they got, I mean, they got a couple that's votes. That's the we know you're talented, but we don't know how it's going to look. So, we're going to give you a couple votes and see how that goes.
2: All right, you got anything else before we jump into the the meat of this episode, which is our conversation with uh, Joey and Andrew?
1: Uh, Just shout out to the, the Ohio State women's team. Uh, They're seventh in the uh, official women's AP poll. Obviously, they're going to be pretty much the consensus second best team in the conference behind Iowa. So um, just shout out to them. And, you know, we'll definitely, you know, we love to have Thomas on our land grant, totally land uh women's basketball beat writer who genuinely i'm not even saying this because Lane grant does the best that there is to on the way like on the women's side if you want to follow him uh thomas costello one he does the best women's basketball covers there is for Ohio state so um you know they, they're gonna have a lot they're gonna have a really fun season this year with a lot of pieces returning um so including jc sheldon so that'll be a lot of fun
2: all right well without further
1: ado uh here is our
2: our interview our conversation with the fellows over at drive the lane uh joey lane and andrew Zolden. we talked about ohio state we talked about the big 10 just in general um joey got to talk about some of his saddest moments as a player and we asked him for one game that he literally listed like every single sad moment he's had in basketball in his whole life so that's really cool really fun um so anyway here's an interview with those guys all right everyone episode 87 is a historic one because we've actually got multiple guests on today to talk ohio state basketball and the big 10 you know them as the co hosts of drive the lane and we know them as friends of the show we have joey lane and andrew Zolden on with us today guys thanks for taking the time to talk shop with us
3: our pleasure The crossover event of the year
2: this is what the people have been waiting for for a long long time um so this is the first time we've actually had four people on here simultaneously so i think what we'll do is we'll bring up a topic kind of let both of you guys chime in give your two cents and then the other person can and i guess if if you don't have a whole lot of feedback off of what your your co-host said that's totally fine too does that work for you guys nope (laughs)
0: I got some,
3: I got some feedback off of what Joey said. Yes, it works. (laughs) There we go. A rip roaring start. Andrew.
2: We're already, we're already already cruising here. Um, We'll start by pandering to the Ohio state fans. Um, The official, the official media poll, official, unofficial uh, media poll came out last week. Ohio state is six in that media poll. Um, Do you guys personally see that as too high, too low, just right. Uh, and, And Why?
0: Joey you start. All right. Um all right, you start next question Andrew. Um just right? I don't know. I I mean if you're if you're Chris Holtman, you know, you're like I you probably take number 6 in the conference right now, you know, all things considered. That means a pretty successful year, a competitive team, you're making the NCAA tournament, all that good stuff. Obviously, he doesn't want to actually finish 6. He wants to finish first, but um too too low almost doesn't exist because, like, who cares? I mean, we were preseason last my junior year or close to it, and we ended up being this, in second place in the conference, right? There's a lot of unknowns in the world of transfers and freshmen and this and that and guys in their eighth year and all that good stuff. So anything higher than six, I would say it's a little adventurous, right? I don't know if Ohio State is deserving of that preseason because – the preseason is all about who you return and what you what we know about your team, right? That's why Purdue is high. That's why Michigan State is high. That's why Indiana is high. You know, because there are more knowns about those teams. Um, I think six is a really good spot. And um, if, if you told me the fan Joey Lane, the former player, that you could sign up for number six right now, I'd probably take it. Honestly, doesn't mean I don't think they can do better. Doesn't think I don't, doesn't mean I don't think they will do better. I do think they 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 have a very good chance of doing better. But I. I think a lot of Ohio state fans would sign up for six.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's big 10 gets a little weird where like one game can be eighth place and second place. Like we saw last year, but the six best teams quote unquote, you know, should make the tournament. And last year, Ohio state unfortunately did not make the tournament. So I think most fans and, and all of us on, on this podcast right now definitely want the opposite. So sixth place in the big 10 getting a shot in the in march madness and obviously having a chance to you know make some noise in the big 10 tournament that's obviously the goal you also don't come in six without beating some of the good teams so it, it that would be an exciting season in my opinion uh, but yeah echo what joey says six preseason rankings a great ranking but who cares when you know it's a team that hopefully hopefully is going to fight you know for a a double
1: bid in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I yeah think that, I mean, was, that was so oh, sorry. You go, Connor. I
2: would say just, Justin and I were talking about this last week with the whole putting them at six thing is um, we kind of agree that it's going to be really hard for Ohio State to satisfy like the most rabid portion of the fan base this year, regardless of what happens, because on one hand, you say, okay, well, if you jump from 13th place in the Big Ten to say fifth or sixth, that's a pretty damn good jump. That's a lot of progress you're making from year to year. But then if you also pitch that to, say, the most rabid part of the Ohio State fan base and say, you know, you're going to finish in a fifth or sixth place, some fans might say, you know, we don't care if you jump from 13th to sixth, you're still in sixth place, you know, not in first or second or or third. So um, I think it's an appropriate placement. I just I think this year will be tough to satisfy the most rabid part of the fan base. But really, with Ohio State basketball fans, I guess that's kind of the story every single year, too.
1: Yeah, especially because I also think, I don't know if Andrew and Joey feel differently. I'm not sure. I don't think first or second is attainable. I think Purdue and Michigan State are two of the top five teams in the country. So that's where you kind of get into the weeds a little bit with that. Um. So, and I think I might know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, Is there a player that intrigues you guys? I know, like, you know, in Andrew, we can start with you. For me, it's Scotty Middleton. Ever since we had him on our podcast and he said he beat Grady Dick one-on-one, uh we've been fans of him he he just has that kind of confidence that swagger it's really fun um so mine is scotty middleton what what is yours what is a player it doesn't have to be the best player of course but just a player that intrigues you coming into this season with kind of a lot of new faces i'm super excited to see what zed key's role looks
3: like you know he's kind of had every single role possible since he's got to ohio state backup big starter you know People are saying, obviously, Felix looks like he could be the starting center, you know, potentially from day one and on. Joey's seen some of that in practice. But, like, what what is Zed going to give you coming off an injury? And now he's lighter, he's thinner, he's quicker, you know. I'm I'm interested good. and excited to see what, like, less pressure on him, Zed, can look like. Joey and I were kind of shooting the shit the other day, you know, talking about who we think we're going to lead the team in scoring. And, and Joey was kind of like, hey, you know, Who knows? Maybe Zed is just like awesome this year and averages 12 a game or whatever. And that happens to lead the Buckeyes in scoring. So that's who I'm excited to see because, you know, you kind of know what you're getting from him. And I think it was either last year or two years ago, he started off the year with like a 25-point game and maybe even like a, you know, two 25-point games in a row. It was something crazy. It was like, oh, it's the year of Key Gets hurt. You know, season didn't go the way he's wanted. But that's the guy I'm excited to see because it's like, all right, this is – this is what college basketball is about. A guy who's been here, a guy who could have transferred, but didn't. That's who I'm excited to see. And I, I left out some of the the newcomers. Cause, cause I know Joe would probably hit on those guys with, but, but Zed's my guy. Um, three
0: double doubles in a row, Andrew. That's what it was. was Zed key. Um, there's so many guys to be excited for, for different reasons. Again, it's all about the unknown. Um There are plenty of easy answers, right? Like Jameson Battle, who's probably the best player on Ohio State, is is an easy answer. Bruce Thornton, who's going to have an increased role. Um, Obviously, a starting point guard in the Big Ten has to be a really good player if you want to compete. Roddy Gale looked like an NBA player at the end of last year, and I wouldn't be surprised if he made another jump and got himself in the consideration for a first-round draft pick. Just, I mean, people forget we have a running joke on our show that – People forget that he was the highest ranked freshman out of that class, not Bryce sensible. Um, but the one guy that I'm really excited about, I'll give you two guys just cause w- why not? Um, the other two transfers that we're not talking about Dale Bonner and Evan Mahaffey. I I feel like those guys are, are guys that are going to be really hard to take off the court after seeing a couple practices, you know, Bruce Thornton and Dale Bonner are going out at head to head every single day. Dale Bonner's picking up Bruce Thornton full court. He's clearly the best guard defender, um, throw Roddy in there as well but like he's got experience he comes from a winning program he is a a very very good basketball player in his own right and calling him a backup to Bruce Thorne I think we'll see is going to be a little unfair I think they're going to play a lot together Um and then Mahavi from uh Penn State is like Kyle Young-esque in a lot of ways it's 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 wild actually a little bit undersized super athletic uh motor like nobody's business i mean plays incredibly hard and doesn't have a ton of touch from outside the lane very kyle young-esque love kyle to death but when kyle got here he was throwing shots off the side of the backboard left and right turned into a phenomenal shooter um there's no reason why evan can't do that as well but for right now he's gonna have a kyle young role where he comes off the bench plays 10-15 minutes of with tons of energy and who knows he could even find himself being the small ball five at the end of games. Cause he can switch one through five and is a, is a decent threat on offense, definitely a lob threat on offense. And um like, again, he came from a really good team as well. Penn state made the NCAA tournament. They had, they had NBA players on that team. Like he wasn't playing seven minutes a game because he wasn't good enough. He, he was playing seven minutes a game because they only played six guys, all of which who were stud basketball players. So, um, those are two guys that I'm excited about because that's, that's like a obscure answer as opposed to saying Jameson Battle or,
3: or Roddy Gale. He and Jameson Battle come from like completely different um situations. Jameson Battle comes from like the, hey, you're the guy, but the team's not very good. And Mahaffey comes from the, you, you know, our team's really good. You might not have the minutes and an opportunity early, but, you know, we're going to make a deep run and you're going to be a part of it. So, yeah, I mean, you want both of those types of guys on your team, experienced guys and guys who, you know, can put the ball in, in the basket at a high level. So I'm with you, Joey. I'm excited about those two newcomers. Thanks, Andrew.
1: Yeah, I uh, I actually and I, I'll throw this back at you just to see what you think about this. We are we and Connor were talking about the starting lineup, and I think a lot of people assume it'll be like Bruce Thorne, Riley Gale, freshman at the three, whether it's Scotty Middleton or Devin Royal, probably Scotty and then Jameson Battle, then Key Para. I argued that I wouldn't hate if they started Bruce Thornton, Dale Bonner, and Roddy Gale and then battle in Felix Akbar or Zed Key. Do you think there's any chance that happens? The Bonner's in that starting lineup to start? Because I, I love Dale Bonner too. I think he brings that defensive tenacity that they've been waiting for.
0: Yeah, I think there's a chance that that is the starter starting lineup at the beginning of the season. I do think that eventually Scotty Middleton has been as impressive as any guy that I saw in practice. I, I think that he'll have his chance to start at some point during the year. Right. Like Bryce sensible didn't start the season starting, you know, that's just how, it, how it works at Ohio state. Most of the time, um, unless there's like a, just a need. Um, like thorns. So yeah, uh, you know, I could, yeah, exactly. I could absolutely see uh, that being the starting lineup. If not, I tell you that that's our best lineup right now. Uh, if, if I had to go win a game, that's who I'd want out there. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, no, no doubt about it. That that lineup will play together a lot. There, there's no doubt.
2: So you're you're kind of touching on the the defensive chops of some of these guys that are entering the program. You talked about Evan. You talked about Dale, um, Scotty, uh, Joey. This this question might be a little better for you than Andrew, but I know Andrew also could give us some good stuff on this. Looking at Ohio State defensively the last three years, like Ken Palm defensive efficiency, they're outside of the top eighty every year. We all know the statistics about who can make the sweet 16 or the final four based on your defense. Um, when you look at the roster, how can this program come, they really need to change their defensive identity this season if they want to go deeper and make the tournament, go deeper in the tournament. Um, I saw it today. Ken Palm had them pegged as like the defensive number 46, I think preseason, which would be their best in like four years. Um, but from a player standpoint, you've been there. How can this team like change their defensive identity this year to get that improvement that they need so badly?
0: I mean, the short answer is they got to buy in to, you know, the, the principles and what the coaching staff is preaching. Um, Yes. Individual defenders are important, right? Like having Aaron Kraft out there would make the defense better, right? There's no doubt about it. Cause he's a great individual defender, but being a great defender doesn't mean you just guard the ball really, really well. You know, you gotta be in the right gap. You gotta know when to help, when to rotate, you know, when to cover down and block out a guy when when Zed or Felix goes to block a shot. There's a lot of things that come with that. Um, that you gotta buy in. I actually, funny enough, ran into Zed yesterday and was chopping it up with him for a bit. And I asked him, you know, hey, you know, you know how it feels to be on a winning team, you know how it feels to be on a losing team. Like, is this team bought in? Like, what do you think? He goes, there's a lot to learn. Freshmen are still learning a lot of stuff. But you can tell that this team cares more than last year's team, which uh, I think is is a big deal. And um, not that last, team's, last year's team didn't care. Obviously, they cared. But buying in is a huge part for defensive success. And I have a very good feeling that, you know, this team is going to buy into what they're doing. And there's a new coach on staff whose specialty is defense. Um, Holman brought him in from the Celtics. They have had a relationship in the past. He is a defensive wizard, defensive minded coach. He is running the the defense. If you buy in and you have guys that Holtman has, has brought in that are great individual athletes, great defenders, guys that care, guys that work hard, um, I got a good feeling about it and you know, I could run down the list and say Bruce Thorne is above average defender, but Roddy Gale is great. Scotty Middleton will be eventually great. Um, Felix Akpara is as good of a defensive center as there is in the big 10. And I probably the country by the time he's done, um, you know, you bring in guys like Dale Bonner and Evan Mahaffey who bring elements um, of whether it's defense, basketball, whatever, that they didn't have last year. They didn't have old, Guys who who have been, you know, super successful role players. You know, um, me and Coach Holman have talked about it a million times. The best teams in the country each and every year don't just have NBA guys, they have really great college basketball players. And I don't know if Ohio State had really great college basketball players last year. They had NBA guys, you know, Justice suing love him to death. Was he a really great college basketball player in the same way that Kyle Young and Jay Sean Tate were? No, you know, and and that doesn't he's probably more talented than both those guys. Um, but right. being a great being a great college basketball player um in part is being a great defender like that's a huge part of it and and and
3: the pieces are there. so we'll see what happens. yeah, I mean, real quick going off that, Joey mentioned Bruce, Roddy, and Felix three above average to great defenders that you know, for the first fifteen games last year really didn't get, you know, the time that they didn't know what they were doing deserved and now they're right and and no but i mean like those are guys who now are you know three of the best defenders from last year's team so you're subbing out an nba guy like bryce Sensibaugh and replacing him with guys and bryce Sensibaugh, we talked about many times joey on the show last year was not just a defensive liability but like a defensive liability to the point where you were like our best offensive player cannot be on the court right now. We literally need to go offense, defense with an NBA player. So hopefully he, you know, translates and gets a little better. But you're automatically getting more minutes from the guys who last year, you know, would have been able to contribute on defense. Because defense, even when you're young, you can, you know, make plays and be athletic. But getting a full game of Felix potentially in in year two, you know, that's going to be a big upgrade on the defensive end right there. So I think at the very least, you're obviously going to see – improvement i don't know if you can see any what's the opposite of improvement disprovement uh, take Some, a step back yeah i think it would be i would be shocked if the defense took a step back because you know the best players on the defensive end from last year are now going to get more time and you brought in more better defenders like isaac likely last year was supposed to be like the defensive yeah. guy and and he just never he really, really wasn't yeah. amounted to to much Last year, so you're it's like addition by subtraction on the defensive end this year. But then also there was just addition by addition because you brought in some other good guys that they can play
1: defense too.
3: I think they were like
2: 106 last year in like defensive efficiency. So if they if they go backwards from that, something went terribly terribly <laughs> wrong.
1: It could be a long
0: season. Yeah, let's hope they take a that. step backwards. They're falling off a cliff. <laughs> There's no
1: no steps back to take. There's no steps back to take. Um, so. <laughs> I'm going to translate a little bit into Big Ten talk. And I just want to see – Connor thinks uh, – he hasn't said it, but Connor definitely thinks I'm crazy for this take. Um, and I, I've seen other people say it, but they tend to get lambasted for it. So I'm going to see what you guys think. I think Michigan State's going to win the Big Ten. Is that insane to say? Either I do I think so. They got the best – I
0: mean, the two best coaches are the two best teams in the Big Ten right now, Painter and, and Izzo. Um, I mean, Michigan State has better guards than than Purdue does. That's, that's um, obviously cool. obviously Purdue has the best big man um and the best player. Um, but Michigan State, like they've got some dudes. Like they haven't had dudes like they have now in, in in a few years. So um but yeah, Hogard and Walker as good of a backcourt as there is in the country. So I if Connor, if you think it's crazy that Michigan State wins the big ten, then you're crazy because that that's so unbelievable. I never
2: out. I never said he's crazy. I, I said he's I think he's provided. wrong. But you you can be wrong and not crazy. That's fair.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Andrew's wrong and not crazy every every day. Every <laughs> all the time. Multiple,
3: <laughs> multiple multiple times a day. Michigan State's freshman class can fly. I'm
1: yeah. sure. Did you sure guys see everybody... the cone car stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. From uh, yeah, that crazy. was insane.
3: The Big was... Ten will be weird. The team that wins will have like it'll be like a game canceled or something, and they'll win by like half a game because of the cancellation. Weird shit always happens.
2: Yeah. So I guess, do you guys, so if, if you don't, if you think Justin's on the right wavelength there, um, do you both think that Michigan State is going to win the Big Ten or are you on the Purdue train, no pun intended, or <laughs> are you just going totally out of left field and you're picking like Illinois or somebody?
3: Illinois would be crazy. I'm gonna put it's going to be there. Minnesota. Be. They've just battle yeah. battles been yeah. clogging that team. All right, addition by subtraction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll go I, ahead. And, I,
2: we'll go ahead and mute him and move yeah. on.
3: Personally, I don't know why that little thumb up <laughs> bubble just popped up. But, yeah. Yeah. But Who did that? That's cool. Personally, like personally the I would be you know surprised if it's not Purdue or Michigan State, but you just never know what's going to happen. Injuries, you know, guys. Or like, you know what? I'm shutting it down. I mean, we don't see that too often anymore. Oh, Joey, you got a thumb up. I
0: figured out. I figured out something. No, mine just did it automatically. I know, I don't know so, why. I,
3: but, but so, I, I, I don't, I don't know, know if I'd really be like really, surprised if if someone other than Purdue or Michigan State wins. But it's definitely Purdue's to lose, for lack of a better term. And you know, if it's Purdue's to lose to anyone, it's probably Michigan State, and then it's Michigan State's to lose if Purdue hands it down to them. So those will obviously be the two teams at the top, but we see, you know, teams come out of nowhere, Ohio state, normally the last few years when they've been contending has been in people's opinions outside of Joey's, you know, out of nowhere.
0: I mean, it's definitely Purdue's. They they are the rightful favorite. They return everybody essentially from a team that was number one in the country at one point. Um, uh, it like Michigan State is just like due like it's just their turn like uh, Purdue has been the perennial favorite in every game it seems like the last like two or three years in the Big 10 um I-, I do think Michigan State has better guards um i think that they're deeper than Purdue um Purdue's guards have to take a huge step forward if they even want to finish uh, if they want to make a sweet 16 if they want to do you know their their dreams and aspirations are much bigger than winning a big 10 regular season title but um yeah i wouldn't say it's purdue's to lose i think that that's unfair because michigan state is really good they should be the favorite for sure um i don't think anybody would be surprised if Michigan state won um if purdue didn't finish in the top four that'd be pretty wild same thing with Michigan state honestly but that's why they play the games or else why not why why not just just go straight to the to the tournament so um be a fun year it's a deep big 10 it's a really 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 deep big 10 every team has a stud on their roster it's it's, it's it'll be a fun year
2: I'm going to tweak that question a little bit because we're we're looking pretty good on time um and Justin you should answer this one too because I don't think I've ever asked this directly give me a team not that's going to win the big 10 or even finish top four give me a team that you think is being slept on a little, that could literally be the team that's picked to finish 13th or 14th that you think, Hey, I think they could be maybe a bubble team. Like more people should be talking about this team because reason, you know, ABC.
0: Um, it's a good question. Um, I don't know. You think the there are the teams that are the mainstays, right? Like we're, we're, not giving any love to Wisconsin, but they'll make, they'll, they'll beat teams that they're not supposed to beat. They'll do well in their non-conference and they'll make the sweet 16 this year, finishing seventh in the big 10. Right. You know, like uh Iowa always has a chance at every single game because they score so many points. You bring back, you know, the McCaffrey brothers um, they've got good transfers. They They are old. They got old and they've stayed old in the big 10. Um, Illinois is a team of a lot of question marks, you know, they lost a lot, but they returned two of the best players in the entire conference. Um, I w I wouldn't be surprised if they won the big 10 either. Um, I I mean, I don't think they have a better chance than those other two teams, but, um, I think that they're as talented as any team is in the entire conference. And then Indiana is always like a funny team to talk about because, they're so irrelevant and they haven't won anything, but their fans think they're the best team in the big 10 every year. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they talk about all their banners and me and Andrew have a million friends that went to Indiana and cry every time they lose, like they're supposed to win every game, but realistically they haven't done anything in the past, you know, decade. So um, Indiana is interesting because they have the most talented guys coming in. Maybe they don't have the most talented roster, but like, you know, they've got, former McDonald's all Americans on their team and really great recruiting class and guys that, you know, they lose trace Jackson Davis, but they have this nucleus that is Mike Woodson's nucleus now. So we'll see. It's, it's um, I I'm, I know Andrew's going to throw out some stuff too. I feel like I just named every relevant team, but like the big 10 is really, really deep. Like Nebraska probably could surprise some teams like Tomiaga is unbelievable, you know? So uh he played, he played in the same tournament that, you know, guys like Jalen Brunson and Mikael Bridges were playing in this year. You know, like that's just, funny. Cause Justin, Justin
2: hates Casey Tominaga
1: not hate him. I'm just curious. <laughs> <He's> a, <laughs> I'm just curious to see how he plays as the number one guy. That's it. That's all I want to see. I don't hate him. He I, seems like a very pleasant human being. I think in Joey <laughs> somehow, somehow this is the
3: one team that you didn't name and you might've even named them honestly, but as long as Boo Booey is on Northwestern, that's
0: that's my favorite mm. team. That's yeah. why they're, I should have sent mm. them
3: from the beginning. But as Boo long as he's team. on Northwestern, they're going to be in any game. I mean, yeah. you talk about the ultimate difference in height between Boo Booey and Zach Eady. Like that is is funny to think about that one team's best player is like six foot or whatever, and the other team's best player is seven five. So you know, in the Big Ten, maybe he's not the best guy when every team's loaded with with bigs. But that's a team that you wouldn't be surprised if they're in the top two in the Big Ten, and you wouldn't be surprised if they're in the bottom two because it just doesn't go right. I think I, two years ago Chris Collins was on the hot seat, and now if yeah. he has another good year – He's got a lifetime like, contract. Lifetime contract.
1: <laughs> he has one already, 100%.
3: <laughs> right, right, but he's on the hot seat yes. every other year, but then next year it'll be like – No, oh, no, maybe- he's
0: no lifetime contract now officially. Okay. Well, you brought them back from the depths of hell.
3: Well, he also he brought them to two the death. So <laughs> he's taking them. He's literally taking them everywhere. So yeah. maybe this will be <laughs> a, a a down year. But as long as Boo Boo is there, I mean, you know, they're gonna win one of the two games against Ohio State. I don't even know if yeah. they play twice. But if I they love Northwest. They'll take one.
0: I, I that's such a good point. And I feel bad that I didn't mention them because I believe in Collins. I think Boo Boo is the best guard in the entire Big Ten. He'll have the best stats for yeah. sure. Of any guard in the best,
3: name, best name best name, best for, name sure. for sure
0: sure taylor battles brother right he is yeah. and i love the color purple uh um, i used
1: to love taylor battle
0: we <laughs> didn't even mention ruckers who probably will finish in the top five or six also so there's there's every team Penn State is gonna suck though penn state's gonna be in the very very bottom and i, I hope they clip penn this State. and have some some that's just me making a that's like
1: a very bold prediction. Even Evan Mahapi's
3: not, not walking through that door. That's no, right. They, he's not.
1: <laughs> that's that's right. a I, – I do think it's funny when you look that's at – That's not true. Sure. I take that back. I take that back. I think Notre Dame's going to be terrible this sure. year. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs>
0: Maybe that's what I was thinking
1: of. Um, anyway. I, I do think it's funny with Northwestern. If if the transfer – not to say if the transfer portal like wasn't a thing, but if they weren't kind of gutted by it, they would have had a lineup of Boo Booey, Chase Audige, Miller Cop, Pete Nance, and Ryan Young which probably would have won the big 10 at some point. So that's actually pretty funny to think about. Um, yeah. we also answer... can't get guys from the transfer portal because it's too right. hard to get Northwest. In. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, transfer portal is only ever going to hurt them. So it's, it's it's cool to see. So they got, got
3: they got one of the Princeton guys, which is funny that that's.
1: Yeah. yeah he can but get it's in. like
3: funny. It's like Princeton. <laughs> it's the one year where you're like, no way they got a transfer from Princeton. He's yeah. going to be great.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's transferring down. He's dra- transferring down to a crappier academic institution somehow.
0: Yeah, he's sacrificing his education <laughs> playing
1: the Big Ten. <laughs> um, so we will we'll wrap it up here because uh you know we'll get you guys out of here. We'll just ask you guys a couple quick rapid fire questions. Obviously, you can answer with a with a word or two. Joe, you might have answered the first one. Um, but we'll start there. Which Big Ten fan base annoys you the most? <laughs> Indiana and Illinois. Yes, <laughs> yeah, see, I thought it might be Indiana. <laughs> Andrew, I'll, I'll I'll agree
3: with the with the Indiana. I had a former roommate that was also friends with Joey, and he he loves Indiana. Didn't go to Indiana, but he loves. That's sp- why I hate them. <laughs> well, your co- your co-host didn't go to Ohio State, so you have to have yeah, a. Out, him, but it's
0: different when it's it's Ohio State. It's fine. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> and uh, so yeah, Joey and I used to give him shit, but. Shout out Pollock. We love you. So Indiana. Yeah. Uh,
2: if you were able to sign both of you, sign an NIL deal with any business or brand when you were in college, who are you signing your deal with?
3: Joey, I know your answer. Should I answer for you? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of which way I want to go
0: with it, but sure. You can say mine. You normally say <laughs> Buckeye donuts. No, that, oh. that's not a real answer.
2: <laughs> that, is a, that is a real answer.
0: No, my real answer is probably either – you know, Riker to get a car, um, Chipotle. Cause that's just, I would eat that for lunch every single day or dinner at least once a week, once a day, whether it's lunch or dinner. Um, and then like knowing what I know now, I'd love to be like, a, you know, like some like tailor-made or something, you know, <laughs> be a, be yeah. a, go- be a golf, be a golf ambassador for them while I'm playing basketball. But yeah, that's,
3: that's, uh, that's, that's my initial thoughts. I I want to be in one of the Fansville commercials. Oh, Dr Pepper, <laughs> Dr Pepper Fansville. I, I don't even know if they do basketball. They I don't. don't.
1: They I don't. Think that that's like my hot take. Is I like those commercials. I think they're funny because they're I great. think the 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 one recently where they like are they're start so like great. a they start like a fire and stuff because their team's gonna suck and then one dude's like guys. It was the first play. It's just Ohio State football fans in a nutshell that's to it. me. And I love I, it, just it hit home a little too close, and I like that. Um, uh, and our I think, well, no, we got two more. Uh, are you, are you embracing the Taylor Swift take over the NFL? We talked to Coach Holman about he, he's big Taylor Swift, he loved the concert.
3: I love it, I love it. Feed me, feed me more Taylor. I heard on a podcast today, um, it was Bill Simmons' podcast that it was with cousin Sal. He was like, I was watching the game and they threw it to Kelsey, and they didn't show Taylor. And then they threw it to him again. I was like, all right, they'll probably show Taylor now. And they didn't show her. He's like, and now I'm, like, asking for them to show her. Like, <laughs> what, what's going on? Where Where is she? What's wrong with her? Like, they broke is she him. okay? Why haven't yeah. they shown her? So I'm fine with it. I think it's funny. As a social media guy myself, I don't blame the NFL for, you know, oh, going yeah. balls to the wall with
0: yeah. it. Well, like any good co-host, I need to go against him and be like, I'm so out on it. <laughs> Um, I'm over it. It was funny at first. Right. It was funny. It was cool. Like Travis Kelsey, Ohio guy, like we can get behind it. Right. But um, yeah, it's, it's annoying. It's too much. It's, I don't, I think it's fake. I really, I think it's fake. Even though now, like Twitter is so crazy. I'm seeing all these posts that I don't follow these guys and they're talking about, you know, the Swifties are analyzing how they held hands. Like he's the first boyfriend that they, (laughs) you know, waffled hands, (laughs) interlocking fingers. So that could be good or bad. Who knows I'll side with that means that they're not actually dating. They're acting like they're dating. So
2: it just goes to show that at the end of the day, all a woman wants is a nice boy from Ohio to take her home. Um, last question is the most painful college basketball loss you've experienced either as a fan or a player. We've got like, I know you guys got to get out of here. We got like a minute and a half.
0: I mean, I don't, I couldn't go through all mine in a minute and a half.
3: Andrew, you want to go first? <laughs>
2: Yeah, he has to pick one want,
3: though. You want me as a player or as a fan? <laughs> Never one. It could be for uh, those Days Church League, you know? Was it player. when
0: Deerfield when you guys had all the wet floor signs, Highland Park against Deerfield, and we just yeah. waxed the floor with you guys?
3: I've had some I've had some painful losses as a fan. You know, I went to Mizzou and we had some rough years <laughs> when I was in school. But I'll give you an Ohio State answer. The national championship against Florida, I think Joey, we were like eight. And, I don't remember
0: feeling any pain from that one. Well,
3: I re- I remember this. Um, it was like a fifteen point game or whatever, and and it was past my bedtime. It was time to go to sleep, and I remember my mom was like, "I'll wake you up if they cut it to five. and I did not get woken up. So <laughs> yeah, waking tough. waking up in the morning, I, <laughs> I, knew, <love> <laughs> I knew they had lost, and that was that's, pretty painful. That's like my that's earliest horrible. memory of watching basketball is that game, and that was also the Xavier game when Ron Lewis hit the three that was that tournament that's the first college basketball memories that I have that's my that favorite was, Gus
1: Johnson call is that Xavier that game? tournament
3: yeah my
0: my first college basketball memory is Matt Sylvester hitting the three um and I was like kind of like a quasi Illinois fan because all my my uncles my cousins they all went to Illinois so like they had me fitted out with stuff like I'd, I still have like Illinois jerseys in my closet at home and like a sign that says like fighting a line, I way that was in my room hanging up and stuff and like a blanket that I still like really like the blanket. Honestly, I hate Illinois, but the blanket's a really soft blanket. Um, So, but that's a positive memory. Um, The one that always comes back to me is um, the, the Tony car half quarter. Yeah. Yeah. If Tony car doesn't hit that, we had no business being in that game. So it's, it was like, Oh my God, we made it all the way back. And then it's like, boom, dagger dead. See ya just dead that was but i remember leaving that game being like we were gonna lose the big 10 eventually and like we had no business being in that game and like whatever everything is still in front of us but then you you rewind it and turns out if we win that game we win the big 10 so that that stings penn state in the big 10 championship in the big 10 tournament that same year um when kata the best player in the conference the big 10 player of the year got hacked and they didn't call it and then they came down and and scored um ncaa tournament round of 32 against gonzaga uh where we came we were down 50 nothing to start the game start came all the way game. back went ahead by four and then they just slowly gonzaga us to death in the last few minutes and beat us <laughs> with zach norvell who's from chicago hitting a huge and one three in the corner it's a good team um yeah i've had, I've had a it's okay you share painful he, losses yeah so. let it all out
2: um <laughs> he's given us he's given
1: us three or four
0: uh, ho- home game against FAU or FIU, which they were ranked like 323rd in the Kempop oh, when they beat us. Uh, Texas Arlington beat us at home too. Those were back-to-back games. Um, Mata walked in the locker room after and go, can we swear on this? Yeah. Mata walks yeah, in the locker room please. after and goes, well, you guys just got that fucking point guard in NBA contract. And i did, <laughs> looking back on it. Pretty funny. Guy never played in the NBA. Um,
3: so... Yeah uh Joey what about oral roberts your first tournament game ooh. as a fan that's got to be up yeah, there yeah that's such a good that
0: was like i had covid during that game too so like it was oh i was God. already i was already like in physical pain and then i remember i went on like an hour and a half long walk which was too much like i couldn't physically do that i was like i hadn't left my bed in like 5 days i couldn't physically walk for as long as i did I remember just halfway through the walk, sitting down and calling like a friend. And I was like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm so sad. (laughs) What
3: what I'll never, what I'll never forget about that game. And as I'm about to say it, I'm now forgetting it in my head, but I remember what I was going to say now, (laughs) what I'll never forget about that game is Joey and I signed a sponsorship deal. And the terms of the deal were like all of Ohio state's March madness content. Cause they were a two seed and we were going to do, we knew we were going to get like at least two, probably, probably three or sure three games. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Three <laughs> episodes and clips and content out of it. And then they lost them. We just did nothing. And we ended up making amends. <laughs> we made amends with the company and hooked them up later, but they,
0: so we, we, we had like one more episode after that, where it was basically like, Andrew, I can't talk anymore. Or I'm going to fucking cry. So like, <laughs> yeah, like, we got to stop it. here. <laughs> Cause those were like, that year sucked. Cause like those were still my teammates. Like yeah. yeah, like now when they lose, it's like, well that sucks. But like I don't, I
3: don't know these dudes. I
0: personally feel bad for the coaching staff, but I don't like yeah. feel as bad for the guys. But like obviously I, EJ I, and Kyle, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean I I do feel like, and I was talking to some guys about it. Like it's a weird, it's a weird phenomena where you like, I care as much as those players do. And they have just can't, they can't understand that, but I truly do. It's weird. It, 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 I understand it now as a former player, but as a current player, you don't understand the magnitude of who you're playing for. Um. So yeah, that, that game as a fan, nothing has felt worse than that or Purdue last year. Like me and my dad walked out of that game and we were like, what just happened? Like we were up by three with 40 seconds left. What just happened? So Yeah, those two games.
2: I'm glad we should let Joey have his his therapy session. Those two
0: games. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I could also do senior night against Wisconsin when we came (laughs) back from like down 22, went to overtime and lost. Like it wasn't even close. That game could have been the most historic comeback win in like Ohio State history. Oh, the fun fact, Joey Lane started that game. That's why they went down by 22 probably. (laughs) Like, you know, it would have been awesome. But whatever. I'll think of more and send them the – we yeah. lost by a hundred at Michigan State on senior night. And then when you lose on Michigan State senior night, all the, the last minute is just these scrubs checking in and kissing the Spartan <laughs> and then coming back out. And you're like, yeah. just get me on this bus and let me eat this pizza and get out of here. Like <laughs> miserable. So yeah, there you go. That that's it. That's all I got.
2: That's it. I know you guys I, I know you guys got You guys got a scoot here in a couple minutes. So uh appreciate you guys joining us. This has been the Bucketheads. Drive the lane collab, people have been demanding for many, many years. Uh Andrew, you want to plug, you want to plug the uh your guys' Twitter, especially your your main account Twitter, so people can follow you if they don't already.
3: Follow at Drive the Lane Pod. We got a video up on there right now going absolutely fucking bonkers. We funny. stole <laughs> we stole a TikTok from apparently a Michigan fan. I didn't know it was a Michigan accounts TikTok, <laughs> but it was still funny. He's upset that we stole it. But it's going viral at drive the lane pod. Joey is. Are you Joey Smoke 14 or the Joey Lane on Twitter? I'm
0: Joey Smoke 14.
3: Joey Thanks. Smoke 14. I'm at Andrew Zolden. But most importantly, follow drive the lane pod for lots of Saturday game day memes. And during basketball season, a lot of good content, including phone recorded videos of the games because. We don't have access to the clips, but we'll we'll try and get them for this season. Well, All right, so guys. We we, we
2: we appreciate the time tonight. You guys have a, have a good rest of your week. I'm sure we will cross paths again several times during the season. So happy happy hoop season, guys. We appreciate it. Happy
3: Absolutely, hoop season. Guys. Happy hoop season. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us.
2: thanks again to andrew and joey for taking the time with us this week to talk ohio state hoops and the big ten and all that good stuff um i'm sure justin i'm sure our our paths will cross at least once or twice this season most likely just on twitter though because i don't think those guys are credentialed not to brag
1: they probably could be if i don't think they want to be like i think yeah i don't know how that works but if, if we are i'm sure they could be but um yeah, Also, Connor, Joey, doesn't, I, Joey doesn't Joey
2: doesn't Joey doesn't need to be credentialed. Joey yeah, could probably he walk just shows in. Up, yeah. <laughs> he could just walk in and sit at the media table. I don't think anybody would tell him to leave.
1: The real flex is not being credentialed because you can just walk into the building. Um yeah. Connor, let's sure. get on the record. I'm not gonna make a prediction because I do a prediction. I do a preview podcast for Land Grant with Matt Tim and Innie every week. Go check that out. It's called uh something. I don't know what it's called. I forget the name of it. Uh <laughs> but it'll be on the land grants the land grant podcast network social. So Check that out. Um, so I'm not going to make a prediction because I want you to watch that. But Connor, what's your prediction for the game this weekend? Um,
2: I will go Ohio State
1: twenty-four, Penn State twenty-one. That's very close to mine, not to give it away, but it's very, very close to mine. I think, um, I think it'll be another Ryan Day
2: special. I think it'll be another Ryan Day special where you're super, super frustrated for like 90% of the game and they'll somehow pull it out of their ass and you'll be like, I want to be angry, but they just won again. So, you know, the kind of game, like every game.
1: And our preview pod is called Know the Reason Why. Uh, That comes out every Friday. We preview the game on Saturday and then also I'm not on it this week because I'll be at Kent State for our homecoming, but um every Saturday I do the instant recap podcast as well, but check that out this week, even though I'm not on it, but check that out as well. So um, yeah, but I won't make a prediction, but it is very close to yours.
2: All right. If you found us, uh, if you found us on land grant Holy land, make sure to also go over to Spotify, Apple music, um, wherever you get your music and podcasts, um, subscribe at the land grant podcast network. So you get all of our episodes as they come out, as well as all the episodes from the other land grant podcasts. Um, I believe moving forward, as long as we don't have anything that like pops up in the schedule that prevents us, um, we are going to be moving from this point on, I believe to weekly, um, Could be. I, I don't have any more trips across the country planned anytime soon. So, uh, we, we, I believe we'll be moving to weekly moving forward.
1: Yeah. And you can follow me at Justin underscore goal Twitter or follow the podcast Twitter now, especially with, um. With, you know, the season actually getting going, we'll probably start posting more and more in there at Buckethead's LGPN. And, um, yeah, check us out. Just come follow us. We're getting pretty close to 300, which I would like. So we got some fun guests lined up to start the season. So just make sure you're always checking into us every week and uh, we'll keep the content rolling. You know, if we keep it rolling in the summer, we're going to keep it rolling as the season begins. You know, it's just going to get better and better. So, yeah, this is
2: the part. Yeah, this is when Justin is the fun part. This is when Justin actually turns into a demon on Twitter and just starts cutting it up with people online. This is when yeah, this, is when this people is probably
1: start getting mad at me. <laughs>
2: this is when I have to text him and be like, "All right, we got to pull it back a little bit. We got to pull it back a little bit."
1: Um, I had a bad. I did have a bad stretch, like when we started this, that I forget that I wasn't even on my Twitter. I was on the bucket as one. So I've gotten better about that. But <laughs> uh, if and you want to follow we, me, we it's, it's all it's all fun. It's all good love. It's all fun. 99%. If you want to
2: follow me, it's, uh, it's at Lamons underscore Connor, L-E-M-O-N-S underscore Connor. Um, technically, my credential has not been approved for this year. Um, Yikes. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But I was the last two years, so I'm going to go ahead and assume that they'll approve me again. I should be at most of the games, um, home games, going to go to a couple road games. I'm tentatively planning to make the trip to for the Penn State game just to check off the basketball game, not the football game. Um, just to check off another Big Ten venue, even though I know the Bryce Jordan Center is asked. Um, So I should be making my way around Big Ten country this year, seeing some venues, watching some games. So if you want to follow along, it's at Lamans underscore Connor. You got anything else, Justin?
1: No, I'll be at the West Virginia game uh, since that's at Rocket Mortgage. It's 20 minutes from my place, so I'll make the trip up for that one. So um doesn't really change anything in that regard. But, you know, definitely follow me and follow Bucketheads for that. Uh, The Bryce Jordan Center is funny because it does suck for basketball, but it's like one of the best wrestling venues in the country. It's just the same place. But anyway, that's all I got. All right, y'all. We appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed the interview.
2: Hope you enjoyed the episode. Have a great rest of your week. And as always, go Bucks.